the brilliance and ingenuity of Jonathan Kent's 2010 production of Don Giovanni means that Glyndebourne audiences are sure to be thrilled to see it revived in 2011. For its first revival, it has a completely new cast and a new conductor, Robin Ticciati. It's the first performance on stage of Don Giovanni under Ticciati's baton, but it's a piece he conducted just last year in a concert version with his Scottish Chamber Orchestra. With that in mind, when I met, I thought I'd start by asking about the music itself and what it is that gives his work its place amongst the greatest of all operatic literature. Everyone is key. I mean, every character has a story, a journey, a position in the opera that's pivotal. And so, for a start, you've got these... Sort of, I've, this feels red hot actually at the moment. You've got all of these people that are on this kind of rack of tension throughout the opera, and it needs defining musically. They they need defining, and and Mozart does that with his colours, his harmonies, the position of text, instrumentation, in the most incredible in, incredible way. In this balance of buffo, this giocoso, and and serious seria, opera seria is terrifying and an incredible balance to find and he's given it to us but plotting your path through it is essential important and very difficult actually have you ever been able to put your finger on on what it is about the music of mozart and particularly in this sort of piece which is obviously a great piece but any idea why i mean difficult to define i suppose he does things that where most composers would stop in terms of imagination inventiveness he gives you something, like even two words, mezzo voce, for the beginning of Zerlina's Vedrai Carino. You know, just these little instructions or, or changes of harmony that transform a phrase or a character and take it to that sort of transcendental level. And it, he does it like no one else. Now, technically speaking, this, this is a revival, of course, because the first staging of this production was last year. But in fact, it is a completely new cast. So it, it must feel a bit like, I, I guess, doing the first staging of this. Completely. I mean, it's a revival only from the point of view of set and the lighting, but even, even that is being changed as we speak as well because it's a, it's a constantly evolving process, and I think especially with Don Giovanni. I mean, to, to get to an end of a run and go, OK, this is it, this is how we do it, it's, 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 you, you will never have that. And so with a whole set of singers, which are new, you know, you, we have to look at their physicality, their own personality, the sound of their voice, and that can influence so much what trajectory and what story each of the characters are playing. I mean, just the difference even between Gerald Finley and, and Lucas Meacham is huge in terms of their, the different presence that they have, the different physicality, the way in which Jerry Finley comes from a more leader-esque position of singing the role, and then Lucas a more sort of dramatic, sort of bestial way that he sees Don Giovanni, and that immediately poses lots of questions, and I think the piece is full of questions. And the process is finding some answers, but never really maybe going, this is it. Let me probe you a little bit more about last year to begin with, because I'm right in thinking, am I, that you, you saw the performance as a member of yes. the audience, but knowing at that stage that you would be conducting it. The set is amazingly ingenious, isn't it? Did you find yourself struck by that? Yes, it's, am it's amazing you immediately pick up on the set. I mean, it is this huge feature, and what I love 
with Jonathan's vision of the piece is that Act One ends actually with fire. You know, the fire that we always think of the hell at the end as he's dragged down. And Act Two is this gradual freezing over of the land. The snow begins to fall in the cancionetta. And this, you know, you sort of see this, this strange world decay and deform. And we're left with sort of remnants of bits of building. And, and I love that vision. You know, this cube that is constantly revolving and opening up different layers and worlds. I think is very powerful because everyone seems a bit homeless in this piece. You know, when they come on, you think, God, where have they come from? You know, when they go away, you think, where are they going? And it's important for people to really define the characters. And that is what must be so clear in this, in this opera, that we know and feel who Elvira is from the moment she sings Archimedici Mai and then her journey as she goes through it, because everyone's touched by Don Giovanni in such an immense way. And I think this set, I think, do think it's a big set. It's, it's unruly in a great way, but I do think it, it helps in some ways. And now that you're working on it yourself, are you able to develop the production? Are you able to bring things to it afresh this year? I don't know, I don't know if I would use the word develop, because I think Vladimir did, you know, he has such a strong vision of the piece, but I come from a completely different angle with it. And... And so I think it will just feel different. Um, but of course, I'm, I'm working with an incredibly strong vision dramatically. And I, I, you know, I, we have to find the way to clothe that musically, but also to clothe my ideas of, of, this, of this piece musically with the drama. And so it's a searching process. It's a process. I mean, opera is a process, isn't it? I mean, thinking more and more... When do you find any answers? The importance of the cast is always key. You've mentioned some of the important characters. How do you find working with this particular cast? What's your method of of bringing them into the drama and working with them on this? They have to feel they have to feel very comfortable up there. I mean, the set is impressive, but it's difficult. It's dark. They feel very exposed because of these huge walls, this sort of grand palace, and for a singer. You're feeling exposed that what you need is for a conductor to be there to hold you, to carry you, to lead you. It affects you to be there. And so, but I think always, I mean, the process of putting, putting opera together is the fact that you, of course, come with a vision of what you want, but you listen to the voices that you have. And then you work with those voices and work on colours and shadings. And they've been very open. I mean, Mia Persson, for example, is her first Elvira. You know, We've been really working on how to find this, the drama in it, the, 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 the hysterical, the, the weeping, all of those different emotions with her voice, with her voice type, which isn't, you know, which isn't in any way a heavy voice, and yet we've got to work on legato and the, the pronunciation of the text, and that's a really long process for a singer, and with these huge roles. I mean, I remember when I was very young, having a lesson with Colin Davis on it. I mean, literally when I was sort of 14 or something, and he said, he looked at me and he said, well, the thing about Don Giovanni is to find a cast where everyone can sing it, you need a miracle. And I think that's really, I mean, it's very hard. It's incredibly hard to sing technically and stamina-wise. Um, and that leads back to my first point, where every character is vital. Um, and so it's a great challenge. And, and you need a cast where every singer can sing it, but also where every singer can play the part. Well, that's it. 
And in opera cannot separate the singing from the acting. They must become one. And that's, I feel that's essential. And getting it, that is then a process between me and the director and the director and the singers and how we find that their physicality, because they're not actors, they're, sing they're trained to sing. Um, and yet we have to find a way in which their physicality and the acting can really become one with their singing so they feel comfortable. So tell me about how you found working with the director in this, in this process. How, how have you prepared this production together? Jonathan wasn't in incredibly specific with, in, in terms of... He very much worked with the personality of the singer, Jonathan Kent. Jonathan Kent. And so where Lloyd is in incredibly clever is listening to the singers and guiding them and, and f letting them discover their own journey and then him piecing it together. So from the outside in the audience, we really create an arc and a shape for people to follow. And I don't know at the end what people are going to think, actually. I mean, there are certain moments where we, we want to, to you know, highlight this relationship with Don Anna and Ottavio or the relationship between Commendatore and, and Don Giovanni. But, you know, at the end, questo è il fin di chi fa mal. This is, this is what happens to evildoers. What is that? What's Mozart saying? And actually, we're still, you know, we're in the stage and orchestra now, but we're still, we're still trying to work that out. Still searching. Still searching. Now, this time last year, I was talking in this room, actually, to, to Vladimir Yurovsky about this very piece, about this very production, and also this time last year to Sir Charles Macarris, not about this piece, but about Mozart. Both men who are remarkable musicians, but also closely connected with you and your career in the sense that you're taking over this production from Vladimir, and Charles Macarris had a very close relationship with the orchestra, which you now conduct, the Scottish Chamber Orchestra. What have you heard from their work that you're adding to your own? What, what might be different? What might be similar? Well, I always, I mean, I always actually come from the score from my own, my own being and my own feelings. But yes, you are, uh, you know, you are influenced by people. I mean, Sir Charles, I think what was wonderful and is wonderful because we have recordings um, is his fidelity to the score and to the notes and the rigour with which he approached the text when I work with the SEO and, and feel their Mozart, you feel that, that precision there. That's a wonderful thing to sort of inherit and work on and then find my own voice with that orchestra. And Vladimir, I mean, his sense of drama, music, drama, and you know, all these accompanied recits and, and the real contrasts of sounds, beauty, ugly, sharp, you know, dolce. He, he really pushes the, the music to its limits. And that's very exciting for another conductor to see. And so they've, they, yeah, they have both given me a lot. So with that in the background, when you do then come to the score afresh yourself, what are you hoping to draw from the score? What are you, what are you bringing to it or taking from it? I think with this piece, the colour of characterisation. And it, I mean, just for example, this first... You know, what... You know, that can, I mean, that can go rum, bum, 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 or it can be rum, bum, 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 rum. You know, whatever, it, what's the piano, what's the forte, what's the scoop up, what are the, how long are the quavers? Is it not a giorno fatica? Is he pissed off? Is he quite, you know, God, he's loving his... It's all these things. So what I'm really trying to say is that I, I learn the text, I learn the notes, I learn, and then, and then I see what on earth is going on up there. 
and we try and shape it. And so I would love, I want the colours of, of this piece to come out, the humanity, the demonic. And the, the interesting thing is how you get the demonic in this piece. And I would love to try and find it through the colours of chromaticism. And these were not necessarily with, you know, this kind of relentless drive or, 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 or push through it, because I think there are moments of repose, there are moments of reflection. But it's knowing then when to, bam, stab something. And I think you need the contrasts in this piece, because things change in, a, in the quickness of an eye, you know, characterization-wise. And I have to be ready for it. I have to prepare it, and I have to show the orchestra those feelings. And do you think it's the sort of piece that each time you come back to it, you'll bring new things to it and find different things from it? Completely. I mean, I, even did, I did it last October with my orchestra in Scotland, and it's, I mean, it's completely different now. It's completely different. And isn't that incredible? The, f- the fact that we can... And that is why we are so lucky as, as musicians and artists that we wake up and because we are different, because the light is different, the day is different, the score is different. And so it's constant. It's a constant journey, and it's really just a matter of finding yourself in it each time. But it's changed completely. I hope for the better. Robin, thank you very much for talking to us. Oh!